Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Faskarine. And once again joined, we can't get rid of him, by our graphic designer. <laughs> I am back, again. <laughs> it's Sam, he returns. <laughs> oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, it'll all be better, because we have some good news to talk about. Well, a variety of interesting news, because welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers podcast where we talk about gaming highlights from the past month. And despite it being January, there's actually been a kind of a good smittering of stuff. There's been some trailers and some big industry reveals, so it should be interesting. But uh, first of all, how are you two guys doing? How's it going? Not bad. Good. Doing good. Chilling. Yeah. I wish I could say the same, but my skin <laughs> feels like it's on fire because I'm low-key sunburnt. <laughs> well... <laughs> On the bright side, Sam, you have been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is exactly why we brought you here today, because Kai may have not yet. So we'll uh, definitely be talking about that later in games time, baby. But before then, let's just start things off with the first segment of the podcast. You can also hop about between the different sections using the timestamps in the description below, if you so wish. But we're going to start things off with Can't Have a Podcast Without News, baby, where we go over the different highlights of the month. And starting things off, this isn't really news, but it got enough traction that I thought it was worth bringing up. And that was that there have been rumours about Mario Kart 9 potentially coming soon, this year even. And whilst, you know, there's no concrete facts here, I thought it'd be a fun time to sort of speculate on what this could be or what, what we could want from Mario Kart 9 if it were to happen soon. So to start things off, Kai, what, what would you want to see in Mario Kart 9 if it happens? Uh, honestly, I'm not too picky. I just want more content on it. You know, I feel like mm. um, the main the main races, as long as they keep you know the general physics the same as Mario Kart 8, I'm happy with that. Uh, you know, all the regular races are fine. The main thing I want is just more content, specifically side modes. Um, yeah. So you know, there's some side modes from other games that are really good. You know, um, I'm glad mission mode. Like, yeah, like mission mode. Yeah, is the highlight from Mario Kart DS. It's brilliant. Um, but, you know, just bringing back the, all the battle modes would be nice. You know, a couple more battle modes even might be good, or just, like, different formats for standard races as well. Yeah. Just overall, like, you know, the same general idea of things, but just with more content packed into it. That's all I'd want to see. Yeah, I think, I think because despite how solid Mario Kart 8 and in Deluxe is, because of Deluxe, we've been playing the same courses since about 2014. So it would be yeah. nice to just see some new stuff in there. What about you, Sam? How do you feel about this? I've personally been thinking that bits of Mario Kart Tour will probably show up in Mario Kart 9. Um, That's one thing in particular being the costumes. that There's mm. that many of them now within Mario Kart Tour. I don't even play it anymore. But I see all the thumbnails every month showing this is the new character or this is the new... <laughs> oh, and I'm like, oh, that yeah. one actually looks quite cool. Um, I don't, well, I would like to believe that part of this would be filtering into Mario Kart 9. The models mm. aren't the greatest, but I feel like they could be touched up, reworked. They've already done all the concepts for that sort of stuff. Um, there's a bunch of different tracks on there. Um, they could turn them into full length. I know they're a bit shorter for some of them. Yeah. And, but some of them are the normal length just two laps as opposed to the normal three 
Um, one other thing that I'm also wanted to see less of was actually the crossover characters. I was going to bring that up. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I. I liked them. I liked the concept initially when um, Mario Kart 8 first came out. Um, this was many, many years ago now. Um, yeah. I think I was in like my first year of high school when Mario Kart 8 oh, first God. came out. <laughs> um, well, like we're talking about eight years ago, so. <laughs> 2014. Yeah, my first year of high yeah. school. <laughs> um, Damn. So. It was exciting at the time, but now I look back on it, I'm like, it's not Smash Bros. Racing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's so many other Mario characters that could be given a bit of love. Um, there's definitely been some neglected ones over the years, and yeah, I feel like it'd be fun to see some of them return, and Kamek actually be playable, um, aside from Intua, because... yeah. Well, it was meant to be in the original game, but that never happened. Not sure what happened there. It's weird because it's not even like they are like haven't got a big character roster, but they fill it with ones like a uh, pink gold peach or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, that's it's an like, odd one. Why, <laughs> Honeybee in Mario Kart Seven? So they, there's Diddy definitely Kong, some Diddy more. Diddy Kong isn't even in Mario Kart Eight. That's how crazy. Right. It is. Yeah. That's it's not like right. there are spots they could replace with, even aside from, you know, the big Nintendo characters, they've got some wasteful spots. So they don't need to include, they don't need to increase the roster. (laughs) Well, like, even when Deluxe came out, that's when they introduced Bowser Jr., King Boo, the Inklings, and what was the other one? Animal Crossing. Um, No, no, Animal Crossing was... was Koopalings. I think I Koopaling think um, the Animal there. Crossing villagers were in the game, but Isabel wasn't, so they added Isabel. Potentially, oh yeah, Tanuki that that was potentially it. No, Tanuki Mario was Tanuki. DLC <laughs> in the first game. Oh um, god. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Like there's characters like Petey Piranha that's not yeah, in there, which I exactly. feel would be a pretty good one. Well, yeah. look, just my one thing I want to run this on. Bring back Funky Kong. That's all they need to do. <laughs> oh, we yeah, let's go. We're golden. <laughs> Man. It's a, it's a big debate, though, isn't it? Because it's like, that's been yeah. a big thing on should it just become Nintendo Kart or not? And, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the team that I don't really want it to become a Nintendo Kart thing. I yeah, feel like... A, it would be fun, of... but... Yeah. I don't know, it's losing it. I'd be mm. losing part of my childhood is how yeah. I almost feel about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We'll see how that turns out. Hopefully, you know, we might be getting a February direct soon or something. Maybe we'll see something of it. But if it does happen this year, I wouldn't expect it till E three personally. But we'll we'll I see. Also, we'll see what happens. I also mm-hmm. more so think it might be the new Switch or whatever the next model is as like a launch title That's... for that, not for Could be. this. Yeah, there's potential, yeah. but. To move things on to some trailers and things that we definitely have come in, there's been quite a few dropping, just out of nowhere, no direct or anything. And one of these, I'm sorry YouTube, I have to bring it up, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga <sighs> got a new trailer. Now this game has been sort of on and off for the past two years, since we've been doing the podcast really. Keep getting delayed and stuff, but finally, concrete release day of April 5th, 
we got a bit more of an intensive look at the gameplay and I'm I'm quite impressed honestly. I'm a huge mega Star Wars nerd. I don't get to talk about that too much here, so uh please stop me if I ramble too much. But I'm just looking forward to going through all these movies that I love with the goofy Legoness in there and just the changes they've made to like having some exploring different planets in a bit more of an open world way. The combat seems to have some more depth to it as well as like first person shooting and aiming now in the combat with guns. It, in general it just seems like they've been doing a lot of work to it and I hope that um, it turns out to be a good game and not a mess because it, it could go either way but it, it's looking promising. Are, are any of you two at all interested in this? I should ask first. I'm sorry Matt. The silence. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean I, I did watch the, tr the trailer and I've got to say it does look like really good. Yeah, well, like just basically looking at any of the gameplay from it, from what they've released recently, it 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 looks insanely good. Like you think, you know, surely there's got to be a pretty low cap mm. on the quality of a Lego game, right? It's, yeah, it's just really good. I don't know how they made it that good, considering it's still a Lego game. It's promising. It, it looks really good. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very We're promising. We'll see how that turns out. My birthday's like six days afterwards, so I'll probably ask for it for that. Mm. I'm still not sure whether to get it on PlayStation or Switch. I feel like I prefer Switch, but there's always the risk that it runs poorly. So, uh, we'll. Because it That's looks a bit crazy ambitious. as well. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that we're run, concerned about how a Lego game may run? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, it's... and also the mods. I forgot about the like the, the mod things that they have in the game that was in the trailer. Oh yes, there's a lot more customization and that sort of... Uh... They look really fun. <laughs> yeah, they also there's an option to turn the dialogue on or, or make it so it's just the mumbling of the old games, like, you know, <laughs> so that's a, that's cool because I know people like Carl will appreciate that, so... This is a gonk droids. That's all you need. The, the one last thing I'm waiting on let my my boy Kanan, my favourite character from Star Wars Rebels, be playable, please. I pray to Gonk Droid, but uh, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'll definitely be talking about that one come April. But here we go. I'll switch over to one that I know you'll be interested in, Kai. Ooh. Triangle Strategy. No longer project. It's officially just Triangle Strategy now. They're sticking with it. Um, has been getting more character trailers, and I'm going to leave it to you, Kai, to sort of go through your thoughts on this, as it's more your domain. Okay, so as a quick rundown of, of the game's history so far, we had the uh, the demo release early last year, and since then people have been able to give feedback, and they also released another demo, I, uh, or not demo, sorry, another trailer uh, mm. a while back, which I believe we covered. Um, but basically it showed that they're listening to what people have said for improvements, they showed off a couple of the things that they've done, but since then, we've been getting these special uh, character trailers, sort of. Uh, there's been three of them so far. Um, just all released on their Twitter and YouTube, pretty casually. Uh, and it just really is doing a good job of showing off all the different features of the game and what, what makes it its own. It's not, at this point, a Fire Emblem ripoff. Even though it's got the same battle system, the amount of mechanics that go into the battle system, as well as, as everything happening outside of it, it's it's just better Fire Emblem, I think, <laughs> at this point. It's really looking good. Um, one of the oh, big I'm things about the game... I'm not going to be happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know how he feels about it. Um, but uh, one of the big things about the game is the decision-making and how it may have long-term effects. 
And that was something I wanted to bring to light here. So in the most recent uh, trailer for it, the one showcasing a character called Benedict, um, they give you a scenario that happens in the game. Uh, from what I remember, it's that your team has to uh, sort of infiltrate a city and do something within it. I can't remember exactly what. Um, mm. But you have three options. You can, uh, one, you can just go in by brute force, you know, work your way through the the, the city and, and get to where you need to. However, it comes at the cost of civilians possibly being hurt in the process and the city being destroyed. Option two is deceit, where you try and get in sneakily, but of course it comes with its own risks if you get caught in that time. And then the third one is diplomacy, where you can try and get in through mutual agreement and then shut down the walls from the outside as sort of a surprise attack in its own. Uh, and it's just really cool, like, how it showcases all of this within the trailer. It shows, like, you know, you get to choose the tactics you employ, not even just within the battle, but in the preset to the battle. Yeah. Uh, and it really ju does just feel like it's got so much depth involved. You know, there's other things involved, like other decision-making... Um, of course, you say you have unique. to. It's great. You say you have to choose, but it's not as simple as that either. Going by the demo, you have to convince people with. So it's not just a simple "we'll do this." You sort of have to yeah. lead people, make them agree with you. So it's a whole level of gameplay to that as well, which is a very interesting way of doing it. Yeah, that's a really great part of it. If you you've got this whole premise here, and you have to work towards it, and mm. certain characters on your team have certain alignments. So some of them will agree with you immediately based on their personality, others won't. And it really depends on the situation. Um, and it, I feel like it almost goes into a sort of uh, ancient political war sense, you know, like you have with a lot of the old wars in history and that sort of thing. It really mm. goes into that side of things about how things are being governed. Um, so, you know, that on top of the, the gameplay being really cool, the maps look really interesting as well. Uh, overall, like I'm really hyped for this game, and I'm looking forward to them releasing more character trailers in the lead up to the game. Yeah, although they might not because it's coming out pretty soon. It's, it's yeah, March fifth or something, right. isn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm looking at month. it now. Fourth of March. Fourth, um, right? Which is a month and two days away. And the time of recording this. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really hyped, so I'm looking forward to playing it. And uh, also the box art they uh, they released, and that looks really cool. Oh, it's yeah. like a traditional drawing type thing. It's it's really neat. Yeah, this is definitely one I'm interested. I think you say interesting. You said like a better Fire Emblem. I think the best way of putting it is a much more complex Fire Emblem, which is interesting. Yeah, more fleshed out, complex. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> in some ways, it scares me. So I think I'm going to happily watch you play this one, Kai. But it looks really I interesting. I won't be streaming so... it. <laughs> There's a heads up. <laughs> Never mind it. I'll watch someone play it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's one thing to note. It's like, even though I consider it like the better, more fleshed out version of Fire Emblem, if it's your first game of that genre, then you should probably <laughs> play Fire Emblem first because it is complex. It's really complex. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good it looks point. fun though. Maybe sort of like Game of Thrones with the political sort of aspects of the different families and that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam, are you interested in getting this game or too much on the schedule? I want to get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because I called you a furry in the last recording? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do want to get it at some point. I probably won't pick it up at launch. Um, it's. I, I've got to finish Legends. Like at the moment, I'm still not finished, and mm. I've got a few other games to go back to because um, another thing comes out as soon as um. 
I finish something or don't get to 100% it. So there's that. Um, and the main sort of thing that I liked about it in terms of like it being within the Fire Emblem genre, which I enjoyed previously, the one sort of thing that I felt was a bit, well, that was a bit iffy on in some of the Fire Emblem games is the, um, I'll summarize it in fan service. Um, <laughs> you don't like tea time? Um, <laughs> it, it, it was fun up until um, I had to do it with Flane. Um, <laughs> Flane was, okay, yeah, fair. I felt very <laughs> awkward in that one. Um, Valid. <laughs> yeah, so... That's like the main thing for me where I love being able to play a game and enjoy it for what it is and not have to go, oh, this is, um, that's the quote unquote hook of the game. <laughs> like triangular strategy just speaks for itself as opposed to getting, um, certain aspects of the characters to, if people understand what I mean. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> We'll see how that turns out, but I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing like reactions to the game. Hopefully it does well and maybe gets more games in the future. But that's not the only game that is releasing in March, because we also have Kirby and the Forgotten Land coming out towards the end of March. We got a new trailer, which announced the release date, as well as co-op. We saw the first glimpse of co-op with uh, Bandana Waddle Dee making his return. And this game just, there's not much more to say about it, it just continues to look ridiculously charming, which is basically Kirby in the nutshell, but I'm really hyped to play this game. How, how are you guys feeling about it? It looks good. I, like I'm looking forward to it. Pretty, yeah. Yeah, mm. pretty, pretty decent. Um, I probably won't buy it, to be honest. I've never been the biggest fan of Kirby games like to play personally, but you know, mm. it looks good. I'm enjoying how it looks. I'll, how about you, Sam? I'll definitely be getting it. Um... I'll buy it at launch, and then whether I've finished um, Legends by this point, um, <laughs> play it as soon as that's done. Um, yeah. But I am liking the look of it, and I almost get um, nostalgic Super Mario 3D World vibes by looking at it. Yeah. Um, the world I, seems I to be a little more fleshed out than 3D World, but I always love a bit of nostalgia back when life was easier. Um, and it's taken the aspects of that game that I liked, and even some aspects of, like, Bowser's Fury, where some of the areas almost look like the little setting. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, actually. Um, it did come out a year ago now, jeez. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it almost gives me those vibes, and I really liked the style of that area and how... Um, you unlock the following as you go on or collect more of the items. So I'd be interested to see if that concept always applies or if it's straightforward, like what you see is what you get. Um, mm. But because, well, out of the Kirby games I've played previously, because obviously they're um, not really targeted at our demographic, um, what you see is what you typically get. It's nothing too crazy yeah. or complex. But in saying that, we thought that about Pokemon, <laughs> and that took a bit of a turn, so, yeah. 
I mean, people have already been making the uh, near automata comparisons with like the big ruined desert and the mall and the uh, the sort of abandoned fun fair. So who knows? Maybe it's going to get very dark. Kirby games are known mm. for getting surprisingly dark at the last minute. You never know what's yeah. going to happen in them. But what we can say for sure is there is a fishing mini game. So basically, an instant win. That's an instant buy. So looking forward to it. <laughs> at the very least, it's going to be ridiculously charming. But we got some. I don't. I was gonna say less charming news. I don't know how to feel about this one, and I don't think most people do, because we're going on to big industry stuff, and that's that Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard, which of course do things such as Call of Duty, the big one. You got your Spyro, your Crash Bandicoot, things like Candy Crush are under that umbrella. This was a huge buyout, and most of us don't play these sort of games, but. Looking at it, what do you guys think of that buyout? Questionable timing. Yeah. Yeah. Probably definitely. The first thing to, comes to mind. Probably not. Probably not the best time for them. But hey, we'll see. When it happened, I immediately went back to. I think it was when they acquired Bethesda in twenty seventeen. Yeah. That's when it was. I think that was I think my that was first more recent. Like last year or something. Oh no! I was in high school. Um, that's when that happened. Hmm. It's been a I'll solid that, three that's... years, I think. Um, I'll check that, but you carry on. It's funny. Yeah. Say. When they came out and said that we were quite Bethesda, like, the big thing that they sort of went forward to saying is, we're not going to make all these games exclusive to us. Um, they'll still be hmm. available on other platforms. Um, obviously, they'll just be they rake in the money and their console gets more exclusive items that sort of stuff so i wonder if that's just going to be the same concept in saying that i don't really play many bethesda games so i can't even tell you off the top of my head if microsoft went ahead with that statement and have been true to that i so... think we We've yet to see the fruits of it, really, but I think the big thing, and which will also be the big thing with the Activision Blizzard thing, is beyond the exclusivity, it's getting the ability to like add the games to Game Pass, which makes Game Pass a more complete yeah. package for people. And that's probably their big... That's the biggest move of it, to be honest, even more than the future games. It's just the fact that mm. they have these on Game Pass. That's, it's going to continue to do ridiculously well. Yeah, that's um, another thing that when my friend who has no real knowledge of video games mentioned it to me. I was like, well, they did this previously, so it's most likely just going to be like their subscription stuff that it filters into. Um, hmm. I'm also curious to see if it almost ends up playing out how when they acquired Mojang, where... Because never really confirmed or anything like that, but Notch left shortly after that so I'm interested to see if they start filtering out the OGs to bring in this new generation of developers and that sort of stuff even like with Mojang they brought in the modders of the Minecraft community to become developers like I can't remember mm. the name off the top of my head but the guy who's been working on the Deep Dark and the Warden mob um, used to be a modder from like 10 years ago and now he's a developer 
So I wonder if there's going to be a bit more of that. Um, I would be down for that as long as we're not sort of like just doing it for the sake of doing it, as long as there's like an upside to it. But yeah. Hmm. The other question, of course, is hopefully you kind of hope that in doing this, their aim is to sort of fix out the mess that Activision Blizzard has been internally. You think you hope they sort of go clear out some of the trash and uh, sort yeah. things out in there. What it means for the future, though, it's sort of, again, it's sort of unclear exactly, but I think it's also worth mentioning that Sony, and apparently this was not a reaction to this, but was in advance for a while, uh, or in preparation for a while, has just recently announced they've brought uh, Bungie. Bungie, who create Destiny, and were the original developers on Halo, I believe, which is another big acquisition, and the rumours are sort of speculating that this is going to lead to, like, a whole big, basically loads of companies being brought up, big deals being made, it's going to be interesting to keep up with this because you don't want too much monopolies. You know, you, that is a dangerous That's precedent. another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to mention that because I didn't... It's getting to that point, but I didn't feel it was too much of an issue just yet, but it'll definitely start mm. reaching that point if they start buying out every other small yeah. developer I mean... or medium-sized developer. At this point, like, I gotta admit, although those are huge things, you know, like Call of Duty and Bethesda, you know, Skyrim and such being brought, me personally, none of these has affected me because I don't play any of these anyway, so. <laughs> Neither, not really. really uh, yeah, there's not been any personal attachment to any of these series or what the futures of these series might be. I mean, it could be that series that are doomed get better treatment under Microsoft, for example. So it could yeah. be a good thing for them. But, um,. It's it's going to be an interesting few month rest of the year I think in general and to see mm. like people are asking like are Nintendo going to buy someone out I don't think Nintendo are so much needing to because they have this, such a strong selection of their own IPs your Mario's your Zelda's your Metroid's yeah but um even uh, do you have any then, thoughts on this oh sorry go on Sam oh the only thing I was going to say even then when it comes to like Nintendo buying out things they typically from what I remember off the top of my head, they only buy IP, typically. They've never really sort of absorbed a company mm. um, like similar to what they did with Bayonetta, Astral Chain. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a few others off the top of my head. But like, essentially... They've worked closely Astral with Chain. a lot of companies like Bandai, yeah. and, uh, Bandai Namco they've worked closely with, but they don't tend yeah. to do buyouts, yeah. And Have you got any thoughts, Kai, to add to that? You've been pretty quiet. <laughs> Gaming. <laughs> indeed. That is all. Gaming indeed. Yes, we'll, we'll end politics. the... Um, we'll end the politics talk there, you know. Uh, <laughs> the gaming industry stuff. And let's just talk about what games we've been playing. Let's move on to our next segment of the podcast. Gaming time, baby. Yeah, I mixed it up just for you there, Kai. It's Yay. gaming time. <laughs> Sam, you have to create a new logo now that says Gaming Time Baby instead. Get God on. damn it, Kai. <laughs> Gaming. I was, I was having fun up until you came into my life. Gaming in real life. Oh, but um, Yeah, so this is where we talk about the games that we've been playing. And you know what? Let's just get start off with you, Sam. What have you been playing these past week or so? Um, the past week or so, I have been playing Monopoly. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I've been playing Game Legend of Kings. Of Arceus. 
Um, yeah, I've prepared a few little notes just based on like things that I've said to some friends regarding the game. I've thoroughly enjoyed what I've played so far. Um, I'm not too far into it just yet. Like in terms of progress, without spoiling too much, I'm well into the second area. I'm not sure. I think the third area will be coming available soon. Um, because the map sort of split up into it's not like one big massive open world. Um, it's you travel to one area and it's just massive. And it's got all these mini areas within it. So, like, the first area you get, you get your main base camp. And then you go set up a camp up in the... Well, not it's not really a mountain. It's more so a hill. Um, mm. And then it's quite... I want to say panoramic in, like, what you first see. And then you sort of get to the outskirts of the area... And then you get the awkward sort of border where mountains just go straight up. Um, that's something yeah. that's always been a bit of a pet peeve. Like with Breath of the Wild, how like the world border sort of just is a massive cliff. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> eh. I guess there's there's a there's no way to do it completely naturally, is there? Uh, I mean, some do it Not better really. than others. But other than yeah. you know. Um, like, when you swim out to sea, it just says after a certain point, yeah, you can't go here anymore. But uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that It's always been a bit of a pet peeve of mine. If you can't do something properly, don't do it at all. But obviously, they have to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, there's been that. Um, and... I don't really have any issues with the game. Not that I've had so far. The only sort of notable thing that I typically point out to people is the graphics. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've not set my standard for graphics when it comes to Pokemon too high, ever, really, considering, well, it's just made its way onto the Switch within the past few years. And prior to that, we were on the... 3DS, which no matter what you did, everything still had a bit of pixels on it. Um, mm. Whereas now we're almost having the issue of yeah, screen resolution is great, but the triangles and shading could probably be disguised a bit better. Um, but they've not really ever had to combat that before. So I feel like it's almost been like a learning curve, but at the same time, the game developers, they should know how to do some of that basic stuff. Um, but it's Pokemon, it's my childhood, I'll forgive it. Um. And the, I mean, the general impression I've got from like the little that I've watched and the you know different reviews and people talking about it is, you know, it's not the most technically perfect game, but at its core, it's like some of the most fun Pokemon gameplay has ever been. Would, would you agree yeah. with that from what you've played? Yes. The way some of my friends and I have sort of described it, it's the first sort of Pokemon game in a while that's had a lot of heart and passion invested into it. Um, mm. Obviously, the previous games have had quite a bit of work put into them, like Sword and Shield, and expanding upon that into the DLC. 
Um, the, obviously, the developers love what they do. They wouldn't be doing it if they didn't. Well, in some cases, yeah. that's not always the situation. But still, um, it's just charming. It's full of nostalgic things. Like, one of the um, things that I actually saw on YouTube recently was the flute that you play to summon your ride Pokemon um, and the noise it makes, it's actually the noise from the intro screens of Diamond and Pearl. Um, oh. So all these little tidbits that you don't even notice until some random who's got this random few notes stuck in their head for the past 15 years has gone, hey, remember this, and then posted it <laughs> to Twitter. Um, so it's just been, it's charming. I love most of the new Pokemon. There's some that make me go, ooh. Um. <laughs> that was a noise. What do they make you go? Uh, it's like, just... not disgusted or repulsed, but not <laughs> appealing. Um, just hear that sound one more time. <laughs> I think we should make that a regular sound effect for like every time yeah, we start Games Time Baby or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like the non-spoilery ones. Um, there's one um, grass fighting type at the Hisuian form in particular um, that makes me feel a bit questionable um maybe like oh. the design was not finished um and then there's also um a evolution of a gen 2 pokemon that's in the game which i love the concept of it and everything but the way it's animated and posed feels slightly awkward the second it stands up it looks great but then mm in every other positional pose that you see it in, it just looks like this massive big ball. Um, it doesn't look too menacing considering its previous evolution. Um, but yeah, that's sort of my main points that I had in hmm. regard to it. I'm going to play it right until the very end and I'll probably, um, like I typically do anyways, go through and get all the nitty-gritty stuff out of the way until I eventually get to 100%. Um, other than yeah, that, I there's guess, not really too much I guess one question... Yeah. yeah, one question I will ask, and I, you can sort of pose this a bit to you as well, Kai, if you won't know as much yet, but um, mm -hmm. do you think... Would you want this to be the future of the main Pokemon series going forward, or would you prefer it remain a spin-off? Because like, that's sort of a thing people are up in the air about. Well, I actually had this discussion with a mate of mine the other day. Um, he actually managed to get the game early. Not sure how. Right. I just decided uh, quite a lot of stores it. broke uh, store date, so <laughs> I yeah, saw it a few did. places. He does live like quite a bit of a ways out. I don't even know if there's an EB Games there, um, so I have no idea how he got his early, but. They've made all of these changes um, to things like the battle system and items. Like, there's no more the Pokemon fell asleep. The Pokemon just gets drowsy oh. now, and it works similar to paralysis, where occasionally you will be able to get in that one move, 
but most of the time it'll be your Pokemon's feeling drowsy. Um, mm. Things like different things in the battle system that they've put a lot of time and effort into, like animating each of the moves. So that way the Pokemon actually hits the other Pokemon and they've had to cull all these other moves. I don't see why they would have sacrificed the things that they did and done the work that they did for this just to be a spin-off. I right. do believe... Well, people are gravitating towards this being what they want for Pokemon. And it seems to be doing quite yeah. well considering Pokemon's recent... Um, well, not so much Pokemon, the fan base's trend and, I guess, anger towards a few things. This is quite literally mm. what the fans have been asking for for a very long time. Um, and we got to see aspects of it in Sword and Shield within, like, the wild area, um, the Isle of Armour, yeah. and Grand Tundra, but not to this level. Um, things like yeah. side quest tracking... Um, which I've always wanted within Pokemon because I'll start a side quest and then I just forget about it. And then I have to go to like Cerebi or find some tutorial to go through each and every side quest to see what I've forgotten. Um, yeah. Other things like just how... Like how Pokemon evolve now. They don't just level mm -hmm. up to the level and then after the battle they go, by the way, find this new thing. You have to trigger the evolution yourself. So, like, right. say your starter reaches level 16, I think it is. Uh, it can then evolve at that point. But then you need to go into the menu and go to that Pokemon and click the evolve option. So, yeah. There's all these little details that make me go, I do not see why this isn't the future of Pokemon. So yeah, that's, definitely, that's my opinion on it. It definitely looks the most interesting that I've seen it in a while. So I, whilst mm. I probably won't get Arceus and yet, I'm not the big Pokemon fan, the hugest one, I, and there's too many other games I'm playing at the moment. But it's something I'm definitely... I'll be interested to see them do more of this in the future. What, what do you think, Kai, having not yet played it, but from what you've seen of it? Yeah, I think there are definitely aspects of it that should be pulled into the main series. Um, talking from a well, semi-competitive standpoint um, there seems to be new things like Sam mentioned, there's Drowsy and then there's also another new stats effect called Frostbite um, Yeah, so that replaced Frozen of burn. Yeah uh, mm. and, you know, things like you know, for example, I think Frostbite is a great addition that should be in the main series um, apparently there's also like new weather effects like Acid Rain, which is pretty crazy um, and I think all that's pretty interesting um and although I think main Pokemon games shouldn't necessarily be, like, huge open world, I definitely think the open world aspects should remain in there in a in a smooth way. And the heart mm. that's been put into uh, Legends should absolutely be carried over, because I think that's the main thing that the main series is missing right now. Yeah. So sort of that essence of personality in a genuine way, I think that's kind of one, one big thing that should be pulled over. Yeah, I do think whether or not the next the next game we see is like a le titled a Legends game or whether it's like a Sun and Moon, you know, Sword and Shield style name title, it's going to be a bit of a hybrid, I would imagine. I, I would expect we might see elements of both almost combined, but it's going to be interesting to see where they go from this because it's obviously been so well received. 
and if they can keep you know get better understanding the switch hardware and do better things with it potentially with a new switch maybe get monoliths off to someone to help out might as well they know they're open worlds we mm-hmm. this it could be really good going forward and make something that already seems to be great basically perfect so hopefully mm. that um hopefully this means good stuff for the future of pokemon but we'll, uh, before we spend another half an hour talking about Pokemon, because I think we probably could, <laughs> uh, I'll move on to our next game. Um, and I'm going to talk about something I've been playing, which is Spider-Man on the PlayStation 5. Uh, specifically the, the 2018 Spider-Man, but I've got the remastered version. And it's so damn good. It's, it is just that perfect capturing or feeling like Spider-Man. The way you can just so fluidly move through New York. It makes stupid me feel like a badass and that's all it needs to do and it does that successfully so uh it, it's really fun i mean spider-man hype is big at the moment of course with no way home having reignited a lot of people's you know hype for the series and all the different versions of classic movies and types of spider-man and this is just a really good version of spider-man you know it's um it's got that sort of i mean they're all the same in a way you kind of get used to a sort of formula Uncle Ben died. He becomes a hero. They were they were pretty Uncle similar. Uncle Ben died. I'm sorry, oh, that's a spoiler, isn't it? I never knew. Yeah, Spider Man's meant to be a villain. I'm sorry, it's uh, I've I've ruined it for you. I've killed the surprise. Killed it like Uncle Ben. But anyway, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> Jesus. It's really fun. Fired. <laughs> I just I've put on the dark Spider-Man suit, you know. I'm I'm gone like Billy Maguire style. <laughs> but... Well, in saying that, <laughs> one legend. There is that one random deleted scene from The Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he's just interrogating this old man, and just saying, "You're dead, you're dead, you're dead," oh, at like yeah. Uncle Ben's grave. So God knows what was meant to happen there. The movie, the next movie, got cancelled. So. Uh, yeah. but, um, as for the Spider-Man game it's all chill and it's all fun it just tells a really sort of classic Spider-Man style story that hits all the beats you want it to hit and it does it in the perfect way I think uh, Yuri Lorenfor I think it is who voices Peter Parker does a perfect job with him you've got all these different aspects from the from the Spider-Man series you've got your MJ you've got an array of villains and I love how it's set with this Spider-Man who's been doing it for a few years this isn't another origin story you're just sort of seeing him interact with like past villains and how he goes on being a bit of an adult Spider-Man now, you know, he's moving on. And it really delves into these themes well, but it's just a fun game. The way you can combine gadgets by the end and by the time you've fully upgraded everything, you can just destroy enemies, you know, you hit them with a web bomb, you use a concussion blast and send 20 enemies flying into the wall and stuck in the web. It, It just feels badass and... They've just sort of nailed the feel of it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing more because I haven't yet played Miles Morales and we know that the second one has been announced. But in general, this is like this is like Ark, how, how the Arkham series captured that feeling of playing as Batman and re- re- recreating Gotham perfectly. This game does that for Spider-Man. And I know it's old news me saying that because it's been out for three years at this point, but um, it was a real joy to play through. I think I did by going for 100%. I may have burnt myself out a bit because <laughs> after you fought the uh, 20th horde of enemies, it does start to get a little familiar. So um, that's why I'm going to take a break before I do Mars Morales. But in general, it was just a really fun time. And if you're at all a fan of comic books or Spider-Man, the character, you're not going to get a better game than this that represents it. So uh, 
really a lot of fun. I'm glad I was able to finally play it. Now I have the right console. It's always pizza time. Sadly, there's no pizza mini game like in Spider-Man 2. But you know, maybe in the next game, which I guess will be Spider-Man 2, the game, if they bring back pizza time, that's instant game of the year. So we can dream. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what have you been playing, Kai? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go on one. Uh, I think I chose in the end. It was uh, Dragon Quest XI S, the demo. Right. I realised I hadn't talked about this on the podcast yet. Um, mm. Although you have, Matt, right? Because you've, you've played it a while back. Well, actually, this was the game that I finished before we started the podcast, so I haven't really... Oh, okay. I, I actually beat it like the month before we started the podcast, so I didn't talk about it too much, but um, good game. Opportunity <laughs> then, yeah. So uh, on stream I played the demo for it a while back, uh, sort of finished it off uh the beginning of 2022. And um, yeah, honestly, it was much better than I thought. Like, I went into it thinking... You know, I'll give it a go, but and it'll probably be alright, but not my thing. Because I've always sort of thought, you know, how much can you really do with a with a, just a uh, turn-based strategy game that's as straightforward as this? Because it is, at the end of the day, a, a pretty straightforward. You yeah, know, it, it's it's a it's it's what you get. You know, it's just an RPG turn-based. It's be- it's not simple. changed that much since its origins, and it's one of the daddies of RPGs, so they say. So. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, what? <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen the moment I said that. <laughs> it's like, I was always just thinking, like, you know, I'm sure it'll be good, but surely it's limited. But hey, it does a really good job when I went and actually played it. It, it really surpassed my expectations. Um, the game looks really clean, like, the, the, the way that, you know, you just explore all the environments. Uh, it's really cool that it's like open world. Um, the battle system, I was surprisingly enjoying way more than I thought I would. Because I, I do enjoy turn-based games a lot. I just thought that this one would be too straightforward. And it wasn't. There was enough to it for the demo that kept me engaged. Um, what else was there? The characters that I met were pretty cool. Um, there's, there's Eric. My buddy Eric was there. Oh, yeah. Um, overall, I don't think the characters were like too notable. I wouldn't call them exceptional, but they were all right. Um, the music, the music they did have was very cool, and I liked how a lot of it felt like it was really pulling from older games, which was quite nice. Most of it is. It's straight up ripped from older yeah. games, so... <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I was kind of cool with that. I'm sure all fans of the series are cool with that. Mm. Uh, I do feel like the supply of songs was a little bit limited, like there was basically only one Overworld theme for every single area. Yep. Um, <laughs> that doesn't so change Someone's much got some later in. Xenoblade yeah. standards. <laughs> That's it. Well, Xenoblade has ruined RPGs for me, so... Generally, games have, like, more than one overworld theme, though, which was... I was nah, thinking, come on, that, that is but... true. Yeah, mm. I was thinking... But, oh, well, I mean, I was cool with it. It's not necessarily a bad theme and, and all that, yeah. so... Uh, the demo was... It's really <laughs> long. Yep. Like, it's, it, it is literally, like, a ten-hour demo, and I was thinking, like, damn, like... They packed this much into it? A lot of games, you know... Some not necessarily for that price, but a lot of games are ten hours long, and that's it. Uh, so it was really sort of interesting to see how much of the content was still left to do. Um, so overall, just like yeah, really good experience. If you like that genre, then I definitely recommend it. Um, mm. And overall, yeah, just it was much better than I thought it would be. I uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I will say, I mean, I know you've got a lot on your schedule already, Kai, for what you're playing, but if you ever do, mm-hmm. if you ever are interested in picking up the full game one day, 
things definitely get really good. The story has a lot of big twists and turns and big moments. The count yeah. once you've got a full party as well, because you're only you're only dealing with a half party until sort of right at the very end. But once you've got a right. full party, you can switch in and out, and the characters start to develop more and interact with each other. It's it's it, the charm just keeps on going, and it's it remains a consistently fun game right to the very end of its eighty or so hour runtime. And that's just a base game. I never did post game stuff, but I heard that's expansive Oof. as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah, there there's a lot of mini games. So there's gambling too. I spent way too much time on that. I'm not gonna lie. So <laughs> don't tell Sam. No, God, if he ever played Dragon Quest, he might like it, actually, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that that would be a long, a long experience. It would be. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's about it. Have any of you guys got any other games you want to mention before I end things off here? It's all from me. Not really. Probably for the best. Probably for the best, we're at 50 minutes. But <laughs> I was going to say, Yikes. I was going to mention... Um, Great Ace Attorney I've been playing, but I'm only halfway through and I'll finish it up next month. So um, yeah, Wait till you finish Adventure. Yes. Let's just say um, things are great so far and I'm looking forward to play the rest of it. So you'll hear my full thoughts on that next month. But um, yeah, that has been it for the podcast. So thank you so much everyone for watching and thank you both of you for talking through with me. First of all, Kai, where can people find you at? Twitch.tv forward slash Faskarine. Finishing yeah. voice of cards, actually. I'm I'm very nearly done. So you might be done by the time the this goes up. <laughs> it, yeah, I probably will be actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to that in the next monthly podcast. I'll definitely be talking about my thoughts on that. Awesome. And Sam, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, off brand Sam, um, with two M's because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> True. I'm still posting about um, the new starter forms that we did on the last episode mm. of the podcast that came out. Well, not really main podcast episode, but yeah. I'm um, giving out some more information on those, other little tidbits of story info. Um, obviously not too much because we don't know how far <laughs> advanced we're going to go with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, always love leaking some of Matt's work. Always fun. <laughs> yeah. There'll of course be links to all of that in the description below. And you know what, Sam? Your best contribution here, I think that little sound effect you made earlier will make it be a great oh, censoring no. sound. The way I've had to censor something great. now. So um, that would be perfect. So of course, stay tuned for the rest of our content here on Bunch of Jokers. That's on YouTube or podcasting sites for audio-only versions like Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Um, because we will have more coming. We will have a regular monthly podcast, discussions on future news and upcoming games, and some gameplay videos. We are hoping to do uh, some Mario Party Superstars coming up sometime soon on the channel as well. So stick around for that. And until then, you know, we'll see you guys in the next video. Take care. Bye. See ya. <laughs>